today's Leading Women episode 181. Women all over the world, get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Are you looking on expanding your audience through podcasting? Learn how to create, grow, and monetize your podcast. Go to learnpodcastingtoday.com to learn more. Yes, women of the world, let's get started. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today, JP Jones. JP Jones is a serial entrepreneur and author who has been in business over 20 years, but you know what? She's only 30 years old. JP is the owner of Page One Media and Page One Publishing, a graphic design firm and publishing company that work with domestic and international clients on projects ranging from basic logo development to magazines and book designs. Her firms are contracted in joint venture with Calypsis Web Solutions LLC, which handles web design and development for clients around the world. Staying on top of technology is her job, Teaching it to others is her passion. So women of the world, Miss JP Jones, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me today. We are delighted to have you on our show and I'm sure our listeners are as well. So JP, I really like what you're doing with your business. You are a success in your own right. You put in the effort, the sweat equity, the knowledge and the experience to build a special business you call your own. As a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you and I want to provide that conduit, you know, that bridge between you and our listeners. So here are some cool questions that we can talk about. Feel free to comment anytime about them, but these are just general questions I have in mind. So let's start with your business, you know. There might be people out there who wants to start one and have no clue how to go about it. Can you tell us more about your business and the idea behind Neat? Absolutely. Um, you know, interestingly enough, like you said in my bio, even though I'm only 30, I've actually owned my own business for 20 years. So, you know, if you do the math, um, I actually started my first business when I was eight years old. And, you know, I know a lot of kids get out and they kind of get that entrepreneurial spirit going. But the only difference um, about me was actually I've had a business of my own ever since then. So it wasn't just a passing fad for me. It was something that like really became my passion as far as, okay, yes, thankfully the business has changed over the years, but you know, having that, having that entrepreneurial spirit hasn't. And so, you know, over the time, as I just kind of tapped into, okay, ways that I could, you know, A, make money and B, obviously use the talents and the giftings that I had, you know, in what field I wanted to kind of dive into. Um, it just kind of became a journey from, you know, from one business, you know, stepping on another one until you get to where, you know, that plateau and you say, okay, yeah, this is the business I'm meant to have. And so for me, you know, um, that was kind of in the art world because I've always been artistic and always had, um, you know, those kind of talents. And so when I was eight years old, I actually started um, doing face painting and I would set up my parents. Um, they also kind of had my parents and grandparents also had that entrepreneurial spirit going on. And um, they would go to festivals and um, craft fairs and that kind of stuff and sell, um, you know, woodworking type um, items. And so since I was there anyway, I said, OK, well, you know, I should be able to leverage this somehow and start making some money of my own. So as part of that, what I did was actually... Um, 
started setting up and face painting for other children. And um, as a result, I did that for six years. Um, so from the time I was eight till I was 14. And so when I got into high school, then I started doing commissioned painting. And then into college, um, it became more of the graphic design and the computer art stuff. And so that kind of got us to where I am now doing full-time graphic design, full-time web designing, you know, all of the technology parts of the art world. And so, you know, again, it's just kind of that, that progression from one step to the other one. Wow, I love what I'm hearing about your business and you know how it evolved and came into existence. And I'm sure our listeners were curious to hear that one as well. I mean, I I mean, at eight years old and you were already doing it. You have this artistic um, um, art that you you know you were doing this face painting for other children and you already had that entrepreneurial concept, entrepreneurial spirit. Oh, wow, I mean, I could imagine you at eight years old. Wow, I had. What an inspiring story because I said, why? I mean, for, for our listeners out there, especially when we have kids, for example, I mean, we probably were not aware of it, but somehow, somewhere, when when you know that oh we have something that we we can uh, we can help we we can do for other people that can generate us income that is the spirit I mean I love that story so thank you for sharing that now what was that defining moment you know you know I know you've evolved into your business from early on but what was that defining moment that prompted you to start a business and made you say this is my business well I think the defining moment for the business as it stands now um you know came. While I was um, after college, I got a full-time job as a graphic designer and, of course, was still developing my own business on the side. Um, through contacts and connections and networking, I mean, just the power of networking, you know, obviously is huge. And especially for entrepreneurs, because getting around people that are also entrepreneurs and bouncing ideas off of each other and even, you know, combining your talents. And that's what I did. Um, I met uh, kind of my core group of people that are now, you know, either a part of my business or just such a close friend that I feel like they're a part of my business. And, you know, um, so through partnership with um, my uh, partner in the Calypsis in the web development world, uh, Nicholas Clayton, he had the programming experience. And so we combined my graphic design skills and his programming and, you know, kind of been able, we're able to pull that together. And um, I think the defining moment for us is in terms of taking the business to that next level where it became a full-time thing instead of a part-time thing, you know, that we did in nights and weekends and, you know, that kind of entrepreneur to being that full-time business, I think for us was just a matter of seeing, okay, what is the problem that we can solve? Because obviously there's a lot of competition in the market. Um, you know, there's web designers on every corner. And so what's the problem that we can solve and how can we go after that particular clientele? And um, as we developed that idea and just, you know, again, for us, it was kind of a progression because, um, you know, going from being an entrepreneur part-time to being an entrepreneur full-time, there's a lot of, a lot of fear there, you know, and saying, okay, well, we've got to make this leap and it's got to be able to support us and then ultimately support staff and, you know, all of this kind of stuff. And so for us, again, it was just kind of a progression, um, into that, um, Nick went full-time into the business first and then I followed a year later and, you know, we just kind of took our time and made sure that it would, you know, be self-sustaining as we as we grew and expanded. Didn't want to do that too fast. And so that was, gosh, now um, almost seven years ago, which is just amazing. It, it boggles my mind that we've we've had the company kind of as it stands now for seven years. And, you know, um, with adding staff and all of this stuff. But I think, again, I think that defining moment, you know, not to get too far from the question, I think that defining moment for us was to say, okay, this is a reality that we can actually accomplish and we can solve this problem for these clients. 
Yes, and you reached that point that it, it was it totally makes sense makes sense to go uh, full time with it. I mean, it was a no brainer all because you already had this business on the side, and then you said, okay, this is this can be a full time uh, business, and then we have pull your resources and go jump into it full time because for our listeners out there, you know, I'm sure a lot of like I started with uh, building my business part time while I was still having my job. So for sure. our listeners out there, that's 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 okay. That and that's really important. Actually, to have a side uh, job while you're building this business, so that you have the revenue, you have that fina- financial cushion to build your business. So, and then you it will come a point that okay, it totally makes sense to go full full force, full uh, fully on board with your business when that time comes that you are ready for it, and that you know that okay, the the business is you know your part time business is building and um, it's growing faster than you expected for example then you jump into it full time but uh, while building this business and if you still have a job um i really i highly recommend that you stay with your job so that way you have that cushion and at the same time continue building this business cuz yeah there will come a time Absolutely. that you're okay and it means a lot of hard work you know especially because you know for us it kind of became to that point where it was like we had two full time jobs you know um, because and that's ultimately what you want. I mean, you want to build it up to that point where it can be sustainable. And you know, a big deal for us too was to be able to go into it debt free. We wanted to have this business, have a small business without having to have you know a lot of debt into it. And I think that's something that a lot of times kind of um, drags down entrepreneurs is if they do wind up having to um, get to that place where they have to take out loans and those kind of things. And so for us, we wanted to continue to have that cushion of the revenue stream from our job and. You know, even even the networking again aspect of that, you know, and, and making contacts and making connections of our job, and then at the same time be able to um, squirrel away enough for that business to keep it growing and, and get it self sustainable. Absolutely, yes, totally, totally. I'm with you. What you just shared. Now, your business obviously has a vision to be the market leader in your industry, and that resonates very well with a particular person for our listeners. However, they really like to know what was that compelling vision for your business that continues to drive you towards success day in and day out. Well, I think it's just a matter of um, of keeping the clients in front of you, you know, and realizing that. Even though some days it feels like it's just really mundane tasks that we're doing, you know, and uh, maybe some days it doesn't feel like we're making any progress, but to just, um, you know, every once in a while there will be that encouragement and we'll hear from a client that says, okay, yeah, this made my life so much easier and this helped me so much. Um, And just to realize and to keep those kind of things in front of you. And, you know, I think a lot of success is um, attributed to what you're focused on. And so I think focusing on those things, focusing on those positives um, really helps you keep that vision alive to say, okay, yeah, this is why we do what we do. We're doing this to be able to help other small businesses. We're able to help um, authors and, you know, all the different things that we do through our design and, and online uh, marketing and website development, and all the things that we do, because we're inter- it's interesting because we're a company that's in a position to not only grow ourselves, but we're also helping our clients grow. So we get to see it from both sides. When we um, take on a new client that's a small business, we say, okay, yeah, we understand exactly where you're at because we're a small business ourselves, and we're able to, um, you know, really identify with them on that level because we've lived the same things that we're teaching them now. And, and as we're helping them with their marketing strategies and we're helping them with, you know, creating a website and all the different pieces to it, we're able to really kind of um, connect with them from both sides of the coin, both from the agency standpoint and then also from the small business owner standpoint ourselves. 
I love that vision that you have for your company, for your business. You know, it's all about making our clients happy with our, the products and services that we are putting out there. So for our listeners out there, the takeaway here with what JP um, just shared with us is to create a vision for yourself and for your business that uh, motivates you, you know, that encourages you or that inspires you or that gives you direction as you move forward with your business. Because there are going to be times when um, challenges will come along the way. But if you know that you have this vision for yourself and for your business that will inspire you, that will encourage you. You know that you're, you're going to push through no matter what. So start with something. Start with, the, with what, why are you in business? What is it that inspires you on a daily basis? And then as, it, as your company evolves or as your business evolves, that vision will evolve with you as well. So thank you for sharing that. Now let's talk about how you prepared for success that turned this vision into a reality. Can you share our listeners what are some of your personality traits or your top three personal qualities that help you become a successful entrepreneur that our listeners can learn from? Well, I think um, you know that's a little that's a little tough to say because um, you know I, I definitely consider myself perfect, not. <laughs> um, but you know, I think. I think one of the biggest things, you know, to be a successful entrepreneur is that you really have to be willing to get in there and work hard because, you know, like I mentioned before, even um, during that transition time for us, we were, there was about three years where we were putting in um, 18 hour work days between, you know, our full-time job and then almost being full-time in the business. And, you know, that continued, like I said, for three years and it's like, oh my gosh, I'm so tired. And, you know, you have to obviously watch out for burnout and that kind of stuff, but you really just have to be determined to make it work and you have to be willing to to put in that time. And I think that's what separates the entrepreneurs that are successful from the ones that, you know, wind up getting discouraged and quitting and, you know, kind of losing that focus along the way. And, you know, during this time that that we've started up the company and, and the different things that we've done, I've seen so many other companies that have started up and folded, you know, and I think that that's a big thing and that you just have to be willing to, to put in the extra time and realize that it won't be forever. And then it's just kind of for a season that you're in. But just be willing to really work hard. And, and that I definitely, you know, for me, that's definitely it's a blessing and a curse because I'm definitely a workaholic. And, you know, if I'm if I'm sitting still doing something, I have to be active somehow. I have to be doing something. And so, you know, again, that's a good thing and a bad thing. But um, I think that that's a I think that that's a really big thing for um, entrepreneurs and just that determination and the perseverance, you know, because there are days when you get up and you're like, I do not even feel like dealing with this today. I don't feel like, you know, dealing with clients. And and as an entrepreneur, it's not like you can call in sick, you know. Um, and especially until you get that staff that can't even come in there and support you. There was a time period where it wasn't even like you could have a vacation, you know, because you're, you're so small staffed at that point. And so it's nice when you get to the other side of that and you're like, okay, yeah, I can take off today and let my staff handle it or whatever, but just realize that you do have to go through those seasons and that it is about, you know, perseverance and just um, sticking it out. Yes, willingness to work hard and putting the time that is necessary to build your business, having that determination, having the perseverance, you know, and not quitting or, you know, being tenacious to that when, you know, when setbacks are, come along the way that you're not going to be quitting just like that. I mean, huge personal qualities uh, that JB just shared with us. And the good news is that we can all cultivate this. We can all adapt this to our lives in general and our business building activities. So have 
be willing to work hard, willingness to work hard, having the determination and having perseverance in building our business are huge takeaways here for our listeners as well. So thank you for sharing that. Now, let's talk about what happened when you started your journey as entrepreneur. You know, as entrepreneurs, we face daily challenges that define our being. And to get through those challenges takes a very special person. And our audience wants to know that special person in you. So what have been your biggest challenges and how have you addressed or overcame those barriers to success that a lot of women entrepreneurs face today? Um, you know, gosh, there's been, there's definitely been a lot of challenges and, you know, I'm thankful for them because I feel like we've learned so much as you go through these challenges and, you know, able to avoid those particular pitfalls in the future. But, um, I would say one of the biggest challenges for me personally has been, you know, trying to maintain the balance between being the entrepreneur and, you know, feeling like I'm in the business 24 seven, seven days a week, you know, all the time. And being able to step back and actually have some downtime. So for me, that's something that I'm even still to this day, still trying to work to find that balance because it's so easy to get sucked in because as an entrepreneur, it's not like you're punching a clock from nine to five, you know, most days, um, you know, and clients will call me at all, all hours of the day. And, and, you know, this kind of stuff, it's almost like being a doctor and being on call all the time. Um, so for me, trying to find that balance between downtime and, um, working, you know, nonstop, because it does seem like the to-do list is never ending. And as an entrepreneur, a lot of times we find ourselves wearing so many different hats. And especially as we're going through that growth process, and we get to that point where we can, you know, delegate those to staff, we have so many hats that we're wearing that it's really hard to say, okay, um, today, I've got to do all the budgeting. And today, I've got to do all the accounting. Today, I've got to do all this. And, you know, still have time to actually get the work done, you know, at the same time. And so, that to-do list seems like it's, it's always there. It's always constant. And, you know, just trying to, trying to pull back on that a little bit and, and find that balance between, okay, got to still, got to still draw some lines here and still have some downtime. And, um, you know, again, I wouldn't say that that's necessarily something that I've completely overcome, but I'm still, it's still a work in progress as to finding that balance and, um, you know, overcoming that challenge. Wow, you've touched uh, one of the the next question I was going to ask you about to talk about, which is work-life balance. And yes, this is really a challenge for, I'm sure, for all of us, for every one of us, uh, not, not only being in business, but in general, you know, because there's, you know, what we're doing, we are so passionate about it that sometimes it's no longer work for us, but we really have to really find that downtime, like what JP uh, just shared with us, to find that downtime and, you know, spend it to add with other people that are important to you as well because I know we, we have a business to build but we also have people around us we also have ourselves to take care of so and that's really important to have that downtime to have that uh, time for yourself to kind of rejuvenate kind of you know, from from not just being work and work and work because you're going to burn out yourself um you know, Absolutely. if you do that, so really find that balance between working, what we doing working, and then between living your life at the same time. Because uh, I mean, this is a challenge for for me as well. But what helps me is that. I try to structure my day so that by the time I wake up to the time I go to bed, I know exactly what I'm doing. And But also, the good news is that we, our business affords us that flexibility. So find that time, you know, even if it's the middle of the day, find that time to, for example, go for a walk, go somewhere else, go for just a few minutes to kind of get your, your mind out of, away from your computer if you're working on your computer. Some, some 
few moments of the day get out there or talk to your family talk to your friends some some whatever that works for you in terms of this maintaining this balance that jp just shared with us you know work around it work around your current situation but the most important thing is that you are not neglecting those other importance in your other people or other things that are important to you so i hear you jp we all share this but i'm glad that you've shared um how you're dealing with it because i'm sure a lot of our listeners can learn from it as well and one thing that you mentioned too that that is so nice about the entrepreneurship you know having that as your as your business model is the fact that like you said it does offer a lot of flexibility so where those negatives come into play where okay yeah you're you know on the clock all the time and all of this kind of stuff you also do have that flexibility i mean like you mentioned if if i need to get up from my desk and go t- for a walk i don't have to ask anybody about that i have the flexibility to do that and so that is a huge a huge plus you know on the other side of that that um, as your own boss, as the, as the, um, entrepreneur, you do have that flexibility. I mean, if, um, if I have a, a family situation or some kind of emergency come up, I can rework my day to meet that, you know, without having to call in and get approval and, you know, all of this kind of stuff. And so there are, there are those definite advantages to that as well. Absolutely. And that's one of the perks of being in business, uh, the flexibility uh, and uh, calling your shots because it is your time. No one is going to tell you, OK, what to do. It is going to be your you are the boss and you can uh, you can choose to what we're going to want to do for that day. And sometimes, uh, you know, if we need to be outside, for example, if our family needs us, we have that chance. We have that flexibility. It's all about managing our time and be, being efficient about it. So thank you for sharing that. All right, let's talk about success and what success means to you. You know, your business appears to be financially doing quite well. And with that success flows into other areas in the entrepreneur's life. Now, we'd like to also say that success is a mindset. I can have $10 in my pocket, but my mind flows like a millionaire. I feel great about myself and I'm moving forward. The opposite way will be a multi-billionaire and be totally miserable. So am I successful? Financially, yes. Individually, probably not. So in your journey as an entrepreneur, what does success mean to you? And what are some of the benchmarks that you use to measure your success? I think for us, um, you know, like you said, it's not really even so much about the the monetary side of it as it is the fact that for us to be successful, we want to feel like we're constantly growing and constantly learning. Like those are two really big things to us, primarily because we work in the technology market, you know, everybody knows technology seems to change from day to day now. So (laughs) so you have to constantly be learning and staying on top of things. And so that growth and, you know, whether it's growth through the number of clients we have, whether it's growth through the projects that we're taking on, the type of projects we're taking on, or, I mean, you know, even the financial side of things, but that's one of the things that we kind of benchmark is we, um, you know, we'll run reports and say, okay, well, we have X number of clients versus this time last year, or we have, you know, X number of projects versus this time last year. And so, you know, just kind of keeping track of those kind of things so that we can look at it and say, oh, yeah, wow, okay, yeah. And, you know, especially for me, um, when I'm feeling super stressed and I'm like, okay, why am I not handling all these things that are coming my way? I'll take out and I'll go run one of those reports and I'll say, oh, okay, because I'm doing twice as much as I was this time last year, you know. And so it kind of um, will inspire you and you say, okay, wow, I can look at that. I can look at that growth, that change. And I can see that, yeah, it really is working. What I'm doing has worked over the past year. And so, you know, regardless of how small the milestone is, you know, whether it's um, one new client a week or, or six new clients a week, any kind of growth is progress. And so we kind of try to celebrate the small successes. Like, 
even now, um, you know, we run like with our web company, we run um, over 200 websites for clients and they're all over the world. But still to this day, we celebrate every new client that comes in. Um, you know, I'll text my business partner. Oh, we got a new client today. We got, you know, we got this, we got that. And so we celebrate all of those small successes. And that way, I think it kind of goes back to what you said. You're keeping that um, that positive outlook and you can feel like a success because you are celebrating each small milestone. It doesn't have to be, oh, well, we have to get a million, you know, before we're going to feel like a success or we're going to be successful. And so um, I think celebrating those and, and keeping that that positive perspective, you know, is part of being a success. I love your perspective on success. And when you said about success is constantly growing and constantly learning and celebrating those small successes or small milestones. I love that uh, that phrase that you've just shared. And that's, you know what, for our listeners out there, the real, is, it is the essence of success to me as well is what just JP just shared with us. I mean, success is really about, you know, knowing that uh, what you're putting out there is impacting other people's lives. You know, why you, you are helping them when you when your customers or when your clients are happy because of what you're putting out there that's the essence of success and i love when you said oh, what you mentioned about celebrating those small wins small successes and that we don't have to wait for bigger successes and on a day-to-day basis we ha- we have this small success and we have to celebrate especially with our team to let them know that, okay what we're putting out there is making a difference what we're putting out there is making someone else's happy i love that perspective that you have so thank you for sharing that now let's talk about one of the highlights of our show and that's your advice for other entrepreneurs and those aspiring to be you obviously got some lessons learned under your belt of experience so take it back to the past say you're gonna start all over again as an entrepreneur and you are in a class with other entrepreneurs who are hungry and thirsty for success or even for making that first buck what types of special suggestions or advice and lessons that you learned would you give your fellow entrepreneurs knowing where you came from and where you're headed at? And if you can boil them down to your top three tips or advice, what would those three be? I think my first tip, um, and this is something that, you know, I actually have it on my business cards. I have it painted on the wall in my office. It's everywhere. And that's a quote um, that's attributed to Thomas Edison. And it says, sometimes we miss opportunities because they're dressed in overalls and look like work. And I love that. Like that's, that's huge to me because um, so many times as an entrepreneur, we see an opportunity, but we see all the steps that's going to, you know, be involved to that and how much work it's going to be to make that opportunity come to pass. And so it's easy to overlook something that might be a huge opportunity that would open a huge door because we have so many other things going on or we have so much, so many other commitments or obligations. And so we don't want to put forth that extra effort. And so, I mean, I think in short that that comes down to be willing to go the second mile, because if you want the results, um, you've got to be willing to do what the other people want. And I, and I think that that's a big deal. Um, so that, that would be my first um, piece of advice. And I think my second piece of advice would be, um, regardless of how small your business is as you start up, make sure that your customers and your, and your people that you're dealing with, vendors, clients, whoever they are, make sure that they feel confident that your company is a company of integrity. And that means when you give them a price, you stick by it. When you give your word, you stick by it. You know, whatever area that that needs to take in, I think that that's a huge thing. And that's something that's been huge for our company because our company today, uh, we started out with on the web side of things with Calypsus Web Solutions. We started that out in 2007 with a single client. And like, like I mentioned earlier, we've got over 200 sites that we manage and maintain on a daily basis for clients today. And that's constantly growing and increasing. And 
the huge, the huge part of what that growth has been um, attributed to is word of mouth marketing with our customers. Our customers feel confident in referring other customers to us because they know that we're a company of integrity, that when we tell them we're going to do something, we deliver it. When we give them prices, we don't, you know, put in hidden fees or anything like that. So they know they can trust us. And I think that that's huge. Make sure that your company is a company that your clients and your vendors and the people that will work with you can trust and that they feel confident in that. And then the third thing would just be, um, you know, realize that there's going to be days when you wish that you had never even started this and you want to give up and go to work at McDonald's or whatever. Um, But just know before that day gets there that you're going to not quit no matter what. And that you're going to have the perseverance. And, you know, that's something when I speak at, when I speak at schools and I talk to students that are wanting to get out here and they're wanting to start their own business, that's something that all they always ask me. They say, well, are there times when you want to quit? And I say, well, yeah, at least once a month, you know, because that's just going to be part of it. We're all going to get weary and we're all going to say, okay, yeah, I really want to quit. Is this even worth it anymore? But just know beforehand and have it settled with yourself that even on those days that that happens, you already know that that's not an option, that quitting is not an option. Great takeaways there with what you've shared. I was really hooked on listening and what you've just shared. So let me just summarize that one for our listeners. So the first one is to be willing to go the extra mile, be willing to work hard, be willing to make your clients happy and, you know, deliver excellent service, for example. And the second one is to work with integrity. This is really huge, especially for being in business. Be consistent in what it is you're putting out there, what it is that you're saying. Be committed to what you you, you promise your, your customers, for example, or your clients. And the third one is to I love this. Quitting is not an option. I mean, yes, I I think we all share this, those moments that when we feel like, oh my God, is this really worth it? And those days, those are not, it's normal to feel that way. Sometimes we, we, I remember we're working really hard for building our business. And there are days that we feel like, oh, we are so tired. We're like a kind of burnout or not, not that, not really that burnout feeling, but we feel like, is this really worth it? But no doubt, if you have this vision in your head, if you have this, this inspiration you have, and you know that you, you know, you're not going to be quitting because of those that are happening or, or along the way. So love those tips that you've just shared with us. And I'm sure our listeners can learn from, and I'm, gonna, I'm definitely going to have those on our show notes for today. So thank you for sharing those. Now, JP, What's one favorite business resource or a tool that you use in your business that's radically changing the way you do business and that which you can share our listeners with? I think one of the big things um, that we use, we use an online collaboration tool for all of our staff because our staff is all all over the United States. So we're not in a central office location. We're all um, in different areas. And so we use online collaboration tools all the time. Um, you know, Skype, of course, is a huge tool. Um, we use it, you know, we're in constant contact, whether it's via chat or, you know, audio calls or whatever. But um, for us, we use a um, collaboration tool called Basecamp that's put out by 37 Signals. It's fantastic for tracking projects, for tracking calendars and timelines and clients and, um, you know, all the different open tasks that we have. And that way, any staff member can come in and they can see exactly what needs to be done today. They can go do a task, mark it off, add comments, do whatever they need to do. And that keeps us all from working on, um, you know, stepping on each other's toes. It keeps us from um, duplicating work. And that way we just all know what the status is of everything at a given time. And so that's huge. And it's called Basecamp again from 37 Signals. 
Yes, Basecamp. Yes, really great resource that you can use to, to manage your uh, business, especially if you're working with a lot of team, for example. So I'm going to have that on our show notes as well. Now, entrepreneurs are wide readers. Can you recommend a book or two that our listeners can get that will help them grow personally and professionally? Oh, there are so many. Like you said, my, my library is full of books. Um, for me, you know, being in the marketing industry, I love anything by Seth Godin. But my favorite book, and I think that it's, I think it's a great book for entrepreneurs of any level and in the industry, is called Purple Cow. And basically, he talks about how um, your business has to be a purple cow. That is something that people would drive by and they, you know, they look at it and then they're like, wait, is that a purple cow? And so they're just, you know, they can't take their eyes off of it because it's something different. It stands out from the crowd. And so that's a, it's a great book um, for entrepreneurs. Like I said, in any industry, it just has so many great resources. I try to reread it multiple times. Um, and then the other one that's huge for me that I make sure that I read every year is an oldie but a goodie, and that's um, How to Win Friends and Influence People. I think that's a huge business book for anybody that's working with clients or dealing with customers. And of course, that's Dale Carnegie. And it, you know, it was first written back in um, the early 1900s, but it's still so prevalent today for any kind of interactions that you have with people. Yes, great resources there that you've just shared. Great book recommendation. I mean, Purple Call by Seth Godin. I love the way that you describe it, in standing, knowing how to stand out from the crowd. And then, of course, the classic How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. That should be a staple in our library. So I love that you recommended those because those are, to me, are great uh, books that we can learn from. So for our listeners out there, I'm going to have those on our show notes as well. Now, JP, in my mind, you are a superhero or shall I say superheroine because you have done this, you have done that, but you've also experienced a lot of challenges that our listeners definitely relate. So if you are a superhero or superheroine, who do you want to be and why? And it doesn't have to be a cartoon character, but can be someone you admire and look up to. Well, actually, you know, when it comes to the superhero question, mine is one of one of the staples. And I'll tell you why. Um, for me, it's Batman. And the reason is because he doesn't have any special powers. He doesn't have any magical abilities. He's a man that uses the resources that he had available to become a superhero. And that's what I love. That's what I love about the Batman story. He comes out and he he uh, he takes what's around him and he turns himself into a superhero. But he's not, you know, born with these powers or anything like that. But he's able to get out there and take what he has around him and then um, fight crime and fight for the good and make a difference. Yes, I totally resonate with what you've said and brilliant description because that's totally what draws me into his character as well. I mean, having, using the resources around him, using to, to build, for example, to build a business or to build something that, you know, that you want. I mean, you, you can, if you can leverage what is around you, that's the essence of being a superhero. And I love that you've shared that one. Last but not least, JP, share our listeners what's one big benefit that they can get with your product or your service and where they can get it and then we'll end from there. Okay. Um, well, for us, you know, we do a wide range of marketing tools, um, design, web design. Um, web design is a huge deal for us and we love to work with small businesses and other entrepreneurs because like I mentioned earlier in the interview, um, we can see them from both sides of the fence and we can help them, you know, grow and expand their presence um, as a small business or an entrepreneur. So we love working with those type of clients. Um, they can find out more about us and that particular company by going to Calypsis.com and that's C-O-L-L-I-P-S-I-S.com. Um, and then from there, they can see and get information about our other companies. They can also get information about the two books that I have that are available on marketing and all sorts of great tools and resources, you know, there from that site. 
All right, and that's calypsis.com. That's C-O-L-L-I-P-S-I-S.com. So for our listeners out there, I highly recommend that you go check their website. And if you are a small business owner out there that who, want, who wants to check their products and services, especially with web designs, please check that one out, calypsis.com. And from there, you could probably link to their social media profiles as well. And by the way, please check her books on marketing uh, on their website as well, calypsis.com. All right, so uh, JP, thank you so much for being so generous in sharing your time and your inspiring story, your expertise, for being a role model to many, and for bringing such a positive energy with our listeners today. Women of the world, including me, appreciate you and wish you more success in business and in your life. Thank you so much for having me today. Podcasting is taking the world by storm. If you are a marketer and not using this platform, your business is missing out on a big opportunity to reach a wider audience. Find out how you can create, grow, and monetize your podcast and take your podcasting skills from novice to experts. Go to learnpodcastingtoday.com now. inspired and empowered to make it happen then take the next step and go get your free guide to the top three iphone apps that these high achieving women use to get things done lightning fast today visit todaysleadingwomen.com slash apps for your free download and we'll see you on the next episode of today's leading women with marie grace berg